0: You're listening to the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey, a leading multi-platform audio content and entertainment company. Listen on the Odyssey app.
1: For Beyond Profit, a podcast of the ANA Center for Brand Purpose, I'm Ken Boliu. In its latest state of purpose report, the creative idea company Barclay provides a rich trove of new research and insights to validate three key points that purpose still drives sustainable growth even amidst inflation, that ESG remains important for most consumers, and that a majority of employees want to work for values-led companies. Among the notable research findings, more than 65% of consumers said they want to buy sustainable products, and 94% said supporting ESG brands is as important or more important now than 12 months ago. Additionally, 78% of employees said it is important to them that the values of an organization align with their personal values, such as inspiring a sense of belonging and creating a supportive collaborative work environment. Joining me to discuss the report in more detail is Lindsey DeWitt, President of Public Relations and EVP of Purpose and Sustainability at Barclay. Lindsey has a long history of helping brands, corporate foundations, and NGOs define, live, and share their brand purpose and she played a critical role in Barclay becoming a Certified B Corporation. Lindsay, welcome to the podcast.
0: Great to be with you, Ken. So excited to talk to you today.
1: You too. So you've been a purpose evangelist for quite some time now. So from your perspective, do you believe that business leaders now embrace purpose as a growth driver or is there still work to do? I
0: think there's still work to do. I think that's a great question especially as it relates to the growth driver aspect of your question. So when I think about the work, uh, it's really in three areas. The first would be defining the idea or the purpose more specifically. I think sometimes our business leaders are defining it much too narrow and not really thinking about the work that purpose can really do and creating a purpose that has the ability to not only drive decisions inside business decisions inside the organization, but also drive communication, marketing communication outside the organization. And so I think really focusing on and developing a strong purpose that can do both of those things and sit at the center of the brand is incredibly important. The other area, the second area that I think where there's probably work to be done is that connection between purpose and sustainability we see these two things as intrinsically linked. You know, if purpose is the reason, you know, why the brand exists, um, why you exist in the world, and sustainability is really how you exist. And purpose is absolutely stronger when it has that how purpose comes to life within the brand, um, connected to it. And and similarly, I think sustainability or ESG efforts are so much stronger within the organization when they're connected to the why the business or the organization brand exists at all. So making that connection for not only your employees and your workforce, but also in your marketing communications out with consumers is incredibly important. So I think they need to work on both of those things. And then I would say the third is just creating that intentional engagement across the organization, making sure that those making decisions inside the organization, whether that's in HR or environmental health and safety or design and um, experience, that those folks working on those initiatives with the brand are also connected to the marketing communications team that's sharing that externally. Too often, purpose just is, you know, this marketing tool or gets used as a marketing tool. And it can be so much bigger than that. And until brands, you know, define that purpose better, connect it to sustainability or ESG in a stronger way within their organization and intentionally create synergy between those working inside and outside of the business they won't realize um, that opportunity that purpose really has to be a growth driver for their brand.
1: So, Lindsay, what is holding companies back from connecting purpose from sustainability and ESG?
0: I think what is holding companies back from inextricably connecting, you know, purpose and sustainability is that they have historically belonged in two different areas of the business, So historically, I would say purpose has been used as a marketing tool, or it has been developed as part of the brand marketing strategy. And so it has lived over in that space. And sustainability has been living within, you know, legal and compliance, or perhaps even HR. So in another area of the business. And those teams aren't often engaged and connected. And so it is incumbent upon the senior leadership of the organization to be engaged in, you know, obviously both areas of that business, but then to make that intentional connection between purpose and sustainability and how those things must be linked.
1: So I'm hoping that you can provide a few examples of brands that are really leaning into their purpose to drive sustainable growth.
0: Absolutely, one of the brands that we have the pleasure of working um, with and uh, working on their business is Planet Fitness, and I'm always so inspired by Planet Fitness and the way that they have taken their purpose and really infused it throughout their organization. When you take a look at the material and the information that Planet Fitness expresses and shares, you know within their properties and that their whole you know ethos around making fitness accessible for everyone it is it, it is embedded within their organization it is so adopted and accepted you know throughout you know their corporate organization but also in all of their locations across the country and their team members really adopt it But then also it's very much driving a lot of their business decisions and the way that they uh, reacted during the pandemic when gyms were closing across the country and they made it available to brands online and they were encouraging people to be active and to get through something, you know, that was very difficult together. They recognized Um, The benefits of fitness overall to our emotional and mental well being, as well as to kind of the physical aspects of it. They're really creating and making decisions even within the gym to make it very accessible for people. So I I just love that brand as one that is making, um, has a wonderful purpose, but then is also making decisions throughout their entire entire spectrum of their business that's related to um, that purpose and it's driving those decisions. And then also, not just within the social space, but also in the environmental space and some of the decisions that they're making from an environmental perspective. So it's related to both social and environmental and governance of their, of their organization. The other one that we will use and that we'll actually um, use as an example in an upcoming um, A course is IKEA. And so we use IKEA as a great example in our course on ESG communications for marketers, because Ikea is a brand that is experiencing incredible, sustainable growth, and they have done just a wonderful job, particularly in how they have embedded purpose and sustainability within the experience um, for the consumer, but also very specifically in the way that they are not only designing the experience, but designing kind of their products and the circularity focus of you know, their purpose and their intention and their sustainability strategy is coming to life in the products that they're providing to us, but then also the way in which the consumer can be more sustainable themselves.
1: Yeah, I want to go back to a to a great point that you made about Planet Fitness, which is that they use purpose to drive strategic business decisions, which is so critically important. Do you think that often gets lost, you know, within companies?
0: I do think that companies lose sight of purpose when they're making strategic business decisions they often are get lost in the moment and too often the team doesn't take the time to just step back and use purpose or their esg strategy as a filter for some of the decision making but when you have a a strong plan and you have a strong strategy that you've communicated well within the business It naturally becomes that filter. And we have seen that and experienced that with clients that we have worked with where we've helped them reframe their purpose. We've helped them develop, you know, a a strategy and develop kind of that governance committee uh, with senior level executives at the table, making decisions not only about sustainability and things across social and environmental topics, but, and then as those um, issues, business issues and challenges arise, that senior team is thinking through the filter of ESG and purpose Mm -hmm. and, and using it as an evaluator for decisions.
1: Uh, Lindsay, we know from uh, lots of studies out there that consumers want to work for and buy from purpose-led organizations. So in the rush to sort of jump on the bandwagon, do you feel some brands cut corners?
0: I do see brands still cutting corners. And I think what happens is they go back to maybe more traditional approaches, meaning philanthropy or cause marketing, or just working to attach themselves to the most current social topic of the day. And I think that the brands that have done their due diligence, meaning that they've completed a materiality assessment, they've reviewed the material issues, they've received feedback from their own organization and external sources, and they've allowed that materiality to help them focus, they fare much better in the, in the marketplace for a couple of reasons. One, they are engaging in topics and issues that are true to their business impacts, which helps you get your entire organization on board with whatever you're doing. You know, it makes it that much more powerful and impactful because your whole organization understands why you would be engaged on this topic. The second is that because it's connected to a material issue of your business, you already have a plan for tackling the topic. So you know the things that you're committed to doing and advancing forward. And you don't get lost in a lot of the options and donations, just donations or ph- philanthropy or just a, a, a cause marketing initiative because you you're evaluating your activity against the plan that you have. And then the third thing I would say is because you have that plan and you know what you're trying to achieve, and what you're trying to measure in terms of the difference you're trying to make you have more trust with your consumer and it means that you're much more serious that you're not just it's not you're not paying lip service to whatever topic or issue that you're engaged in and the consumer has the opportunity to learn about more about that commitment and so You're not kind of willy nilly about your activities. You're doing it very specifically because it is a part of the strategy to help you achieve some goals and objectives you have around ESG topics. I like to use the example of it wasn't that long ago that brands were really, you know, had we're being forced to jump on the topic of, of, of DEIMB and all of the social unrest that we were experiencing across our country. And the brands that were already committed to DEIMB within their organization through their sustainability strategy or because it was a part of their purpose, they had a much better plan and they fared much better in how they responded to social unrest because they were already committed to it in some form. Now, they may have become gotten more aggressive, because consumer, because there was that pressure and they, they may have evolved and advanced their strategy, but they were well prepared for commenting, for expressing or sharing externally what they were committed to doing because they already had that strategy and they knew it was a material issue for their business.
1: Lizzie, one of the key findings from your recent research uh, found that 79% of consumers said it's important that they live their life with purpose and improve their impact on the world. So what role, if any, does business play in helping consumers along their purpose journey?
0: I think business plays a huge role. And just for anyone listening, if you can think about the way you live your life, you know, we live our lives around brands, from the jobs that we choose, to the way we consume and nourish ourselves, to uh, the way we care for ourselves or our families, to the homes that we create and the travel, the way we travel or commute to work, to the way we spend our free time. Like every day we are filled with all of these choices around brands. And we all have in some way an idea of our own personal purpose. What role do we wanna play in the world you know, as an individual? And brands can either help us achieve that and make it easier and be the tiebreaker winning brand for us, or they may not be chosen. And so brands absolutely play a huge role in that. And I think that, you know, we often say that consumers aren't asking brands, what are you doing for me? They are asking, what can you help me do? How can you help me live my life better and be more sustainable? And it's just that slight tweak and that reframing of that question um, that really helps brands see themselves more as an enabler of more purposeful and sustainable living by consumers. And I just think that's such an exciting thing for a brand to think about, you have so much influence. You know, imagine, you know, what we could do in the world if every brand saw themselves, as an enabler of more sustainable living by their consumers. That's what wakes me, that's what gets me going every day is to think that I have the opportunity to influence lots of different brands in my work and that those brands have the opportunity to influence millions and millions of consumers around the world. So that's what's exciting to me about it. And I hope all brands look at that as an opportunity.
1: Oh, I couldn't agree with you more there, Lindsay. And I'm glad that you raised the whole thing about personal purpose. It's so important and it really starts at the top as you know with the CEO CEO having a personal purpose and making that part of you know that what the org- how the organization presents itself out mm-hmm. to the marketplace do you agree with that
0: it's really one of the reasons why we became a B corp because it was so interesting when we were we've been doing a lot of purpose work and working with brands on and evolving that to sustainability strategy and and helping organizations connect those two things and we really had to take a step back and look at our own selves and say, we we had a strong purpose and we absolutely were operating in a lot of interesting ways. But I did have lots of conversations with our senior team at Barclay to think about what do we all want to do you know, in our careers and what are we hoping to achieve through the work that we're doing here at Barclay? And when you really evaluated it, it was so motivating to think about all of the decisions that we were making for our own, the operations of our own business and our own people, and then also the work that we really loved and were most motivated in doing for the brands that we work with. And it led to that, like, let's make a bigger statement about that, you know, and the achievement of becoming a certified B Corporation, I think, was so exciting for our organization because it felt like we have a gratitude as a a core value here. And we express gratitude a lot. And for us, we felt so grateful that we were now a part of a community of brands that was helping do the same thing. And it was this little bit of recognition around the way we had already been operating our organization, but it just made it so much more real to kind of have that, that moniker and to be able to share the story of being a B Corp.
1: Another interesting finding from Barclay Research research was that 80% of employees said working for a purpose-led company brings out their best work. But getting that culture, as you know, right, can be a slog. So what advice do you give to your clients typically?
0: We really love it when a brand or a company comes to us and understands that they have to win inside to win outside and that aligning a culture to strong purpose and ambition is key to developing that culture. We also heard that, uh, and I think in some of our research this past year, that employees are like 10 times more likely to recommend a company that's that's led by purpose. So we, when we're working with brands, we talk about that it's key for them to analyze about four factors that really contribute to culture. The first one is analyzing your values because they want, employees want to align with an organization that aligns with their values. They have their own values. We talked about personal purpose. They also have their own values and they wanna make sure that they're working for an organization where there's some values alignment. And so it's important that a company first take a look at those values, ensure that you've got the foundational elements that will guide your organization over time. You know, what is the purpose? What are your values? What is that vision or ambition? Those things are really important. So let's take a look at that. If you've got 10 values, we would challenge you to reevaluate because you know, you want those values to be real quick gets for your employees. The second would be belonging. How are you creating an environment within your organization, within your brand where everyone can exist and everyone can thrive in unison, especially when you're considering global and remote um, employees and that type of workforce. How are they feeling connected? And making them feel connected is harder than ever. So let's take a look at that. Let's this also includes a lot of you know a review of your DEIMB strategy, your plan and your objectives around DEIMB and the programs that you have to push that sense of belonging within the organization. And then the third is behaviors. What actions do you take to prove every day, every week, that you are living out your purpose and your core values? And these are just the everyday actions within the organization you know, we'll look at the employee journey sometimes, and we'll look at areas of opportunity within the employee journey. So what are those little rituals and traditions? How is your leadership team engaged with employees? What is the training and development like, you know, and what's the, the, the take rate on that? Do you have people participating in that or not? Are you rewarding and recognizing folks? And is there alignment with core values on that recognition and reward and then how are you engaging them to get involved in the community you know do what their things where they can connect with other people and how are you encouraging that what is the behavior around that and then the fourth is really communications and you know we work with clients to dive into the communications space what are the stories that you're sharing with one another for positive reinforcement around these things what's the language the experience what channels are you using And how can you continue to advance that? And typically, there's a couple within that quadrant of four, there's usually a couple of areas where brands are like, yeah, we really need to work on this one or that one. And then we can really dive in and hone in on that and and help them build up that culture so that they can um, win inside.
1: In your conversations with clients, Lindsay, do you also talk about the importance of not rushing purpose, that, you know, to take your time to make sure you get it right in your communications internally and externally? that they are well aligned, again, with your purpose and your values and to ensure that that's the case.
0: Yes, we do. And and I we've got a couple of frameworks that we share with clients. Um, too often purpose becomes just a language exercise. And we really would we encourage brands to take a step back and think about rather than just there is a part of it that is a language exercise. But before it's a language exercise, it has to be kind of a strategic evaluation of what are we really good at as an organization and a brand? And what does the world need? What are we doing out in the world? And how can purpose, your purpose statement, at least refer to in some way how you intend to increase your positive social impact and decrease your environmental impact? And not all brands can be focused on all things. That's not the intention, but it's just like really aligning What does the world need and what are you good at? And purpose typically is, you know, somewhere in that that central space.
1: Hello, Beyond Profit listener. Is it possible to transform purpose into profit? You bet. And it starts by downloading the complimentary BPP framework offered through the Center for Brand Purpose in partnership with Grounded World, comprising belief, purpose, and pursuits the framework provides all key stakeholders within your organization with a blueprint to drive innovation, culture, and communication. And if used correctly, it will unite the why of your purpose with the way of profit to drive growth and social impact. To learn more, visit ana.net slash purpose framework. And now back to the show. I'm speaking today with Lindsay DeWitt, President of Public Relations and EVP of Purpose and Sustainability at Barclay. Lindsay, ESG, as I mentioned at the top, it remains important for most consumers, but there are businesses out there that feel threatened by ESG policies and potential backlash for whatever reason. What are some of the issues at play?
0: Two biggest issues I think are financial and political. So financial ESG often gets deprioritized when the budgets are tight. But what brands have to consider is that deprioritizing that can absolutely impact consumer interest in your brand and therefore your ability to compete and drive profit. And if you're a supplier to any large retailer, the pull from the market for disclosure is not decreasing. So if you want to compete with other brands that are your, and you're hoping to get on the shelves of major retailers, you need to have it together and you need to know um, where you're headed in terms of, of ESG. So it can have a, a negative impact financially if you don't focus on ESG. But conversely, often it's the financial stress that makes people makes friends deprioritize it. And then the second I would say is political. The ESG backlash is is real and that will continue, I think, to present itself. But when it has popped up in current states, we're seeing that it's being challenged in those states and uh, states that have tried to restrict that ESG evaluation, we have those that are challenging that. So that is a good thing. I think uh, we see a lot of uh, cross party line commitment that environmental and social um, issues have to remain a part of evaluation and investors aren't really backing down from those disclosure uh, requirements either. And we just see more and more of that coming. I think those are the two issues at play, but there are counter arguments to both of those.
1: Lindsay, I'm hoping you can talk a little bit about the role that marketing, public relations, and data insights play in driving the ESG efforts
0: definitely i think that's also a great transition from the pressure because marketers and public relations professionals are right in the middle of kind of esg whereas historically we talked a little earlier about it being housed or organized and the strategy being developed within you know a certain part of the organization that maybe was removed from the marketing communications team today we really need to see that integration and data and insights are driving the decision-making. I mean, we are working, as we develop ESG and sustainability strategies that pay off purpose, we are absolutely working with the intelligence teams at Brands to evaluate the data and insights across the entire value chain of the company to make decisions on goals and objectives around ESG and to develop the strategies for accomplishing those goals. So uh, it's it plays a critical role. And our team even has, you know, data analysts that are a part of our team so that we can really dig into the data and make sure we're making the right decisions. And then as brands are continually working to evaluate progress, we need that um, data and and analytics. And then, you know, brands can't do everything. So materiality, again, is really key to landing on that strategy and and, and being focused. And the Marcom team has to get smart on this topic, um, so that they can communicate it accurately. I think we talked a little bit about things that get in the way, we talked about financial, we talked about political, but the other part is just probably risk. And kind of the nerves that exist around communicating on these topics and getting it wrong. And so I think marketers and communicators for brands have to be engaged with um, their sustainability leads at their organizations. And they need to understand these topics of materiality and sustainability and how purpose is connected, because not only can they utilize brands' commitments to social and environmental issues um, to benefit and drive consumer interest in the brands, but they also can be a part of protecting the brand from risk. And so greenwashing and purpose washing is real, and it is incumbent upon the marketer, the communicator to understand those topics and to make sure that what we're sharing with consumers out in the world is true and accurate to the commitments that we're making as a a brand.
1: I'm just curious, Lindsay, do you primarily in your work with clients, do you primarily work with Marcom or is it more of a cross-section with leadership?
0: It's usually a cross-section. There are lots of doors um, for sustainability and purpose work. Many times it comes up through a marketing contact, but we are committed to ensuring that connectivity. You know, we pride ourselves at Barclay as being whole brand thinkers, and so we're thinking about the brand as the sum of all of its parts, everything that the consumer might experience from the brand is the brand. And we know that from years of doing a lot of consumer research and understanding how consumers see brands, they don't just think of brands as the packaging and the advertising, they think of brands as everything. And if they know that you're a bad employer, (laughs) that has as big of an impact on them as what they might see on the shelf. And so because we are thinking about it that way, we're pushing to kind of make that connection. And so when purpose or sustainability communications, you know, comes up as an opportunity with a brand, we're making sure that we're having that connection with whoever's leading sustainability or the HR team that's leading DEI and B. we want to help kind of bridge that gap. So that's our intention.
1: Uh, Barclay Research also found that there's a gap between consumer sustainability beliefs and their behavior. So I guess the question is, you know, do you find that surprising? Can the same be said of business?
0: I don't find that surprising, you know, because I think we're still in this place where we all want to do it. Sometimes it's just more difficult to make some of these choices around sustainability, and sometimes. For a lot of consumers, they can't afford it yet. So we do see that some of the more sustainable options have a bit of a higher price point, or they we have to pay a premium to make some of those choices. But I do have a lot of hope because I do see more and more brands and even private label and others beginning to incorporate sustainability, communications and messaging and strategy um, into um, their products. And I think that's a such a great thing. They might not be there quite yet on the marketing communications of it, you know, so they might be applying sustainability to their product development and kind of what they're trying to do at this lower price point, but I'm not seeing it um, communicated quite as much. So I think that it will get continue to get better. But I do think sometimes, sometimes price isn't always equal. And so sustainability or purpose can't be the tiebreaker, necessarily, you know, price wins, but I'm hopeful and I'm seeing um, a lot of improvement in that overall. And then the same is definitely true of business. They say that they want to be committed to sustainability and ESG, and they know it's important to the consumer, but they just haven't quite yet connected all of the dots. So their beliefs may be there, but their behaviors aren't there because they haven't yet galvanized their organization to activate against that belief. And that is that is really challenging for large organizations. Like we have this ESG plan that we disclo- that we that we do the disclosure and we have it out there, but it's not quite actionable yet. You know, it doesn't have those key measures. It doesn't have a scorecard. It doesn't have a way for all of the folks within the organization to be able to point to key elements of that and say, "Yes, this is how I can I can contribute to this goal that my organization has through the work that I'm doing." But I'm I I hope through you know the work that we get to do with brands and many other agencies and consultants that are doing this work, um, more and more brands will help consumers take that action and also take the action themselves.
1: Lastly, Lindsay, to bring this conversation full circle, how do you effectively balance purpose, sustainability and ESG with profitability?
0: I like to say that it's not always about adding something new. It doesn't have to be a new line item. It really is about changing the old, changing our old ways of doing business. So, and that transformational change is hard. And just talk to any brand that's going through digital transformation within their organization. You know, it's hard work and it takes, you know, a commitment. I think that it can be balanced absolutely if we don't think about just adding something new, if we really think about just changing and evolving and transforming the way that we have approached decision-making within our brands historically, and that we consider the immense opportunity that exists when we can unite our organization around a common purpose. When we can do that, sometimes that change is so much easier. Um, when you have that common purpose and you have a plan for how to live out that purpose within the organization, I think change just becomes very natural. And you will be surprised by how many of your employees are raising, going to raise their hand to be a part of that transformation.
1: Lindsay DeWitt, thank you so much for joining me on the Beyond Profit podcast. I appreciate it.
0: Thank you so much for having me, Ken. I really enjoyed our conversation.
1: To learn more about Barclay, please visit barclayus.com. That's barclayus.com. And if you would like to recommend a topic or guest for this podcast, please email me at brandpurposeana.net. Until next time, thanks for listening.
0: This has been a presentation of the ANA Podcast Network, powered by Odyssey.